to another episode of the Balancing Act podcast with Singer Lewak. Today, we're focusing on business success through relationship management. We're joined by Lara Butrago, a partner of Singer Lewak's business solutions group, and David Acker, the founder and CEO of Acker Inc. In this episode, we'll explore the importance of the quality of relationships and how to make them meaningful. Stay tuned as we discover the role of Pipeline Plus in this conversation and uncover where you can delve deeper into these insightful concepts. I'm Laura Buitrago, partner in the Business Solutions Group, aka BSG, here at Singerly Wack. This episode is a segment of the SL Business Buzzcast brought to you by BSG. But today's topic is business success through relationship management. This can apply to your strategy towards generating new clients or keeping clients you already have. We want to talk about what business relationship management means and provide you with some ideas of what you could be doing better or even point out an alternative approach to your current strategy. For today's topic, I have David Ackert. David Ackert is the CEO at Ackert Inc. and its subsidiaries. He is a highly regarded business development thought leader. Over the past two decades, David has pioneered revenue acceleration programs for hundreds of firms around the globe. He is the founder of several technology platforms, including the Pipeline Plus software suite. His programs are award winners in both the United States and Canada. David regularly keynotes at company retreats and industry conferences. He also serves as a guest lecturer at USD's Marshall School of Business, Carnegie Mellon University, and at the UCLA School of Law. Hello, David, and thank you for joining us. Laura, it's great to be here. So I'm really excited about this topic, so I'm just going to go ahead and jump in with the very first question. So, David, your work focuses on relationship management. Tell us why you view relationships as an important asset for business owners. Sure. Um, So relationships are at the heart of any endeavor that you want to accomplish in business. Uh, If you think about anything that you uh, want from a business perspective, ultimately it requires knowing the right person and having the right conversation with them in order to get it. So let's say you want to build a team. Well, you've got to have the right candidates and you've got to make sure that they are a good fit. And through those interviews, you'll build that team and then you have to manage them. Those will all require building relationships with them and and having the right conversations with them to get them aligned. If you want to uh, bring in more clients or customers, you're going to have to know who to talk to and then you're going to have to have the right conversations with them and build those relationships through those conversations. So at the end of the day, everything we want to accomplish in business comes down to who we know, and what we say to them. So at our company, we've specialized for the last 20 years in this art and science of business development, helping people to identify the right people and have the right conversations with them so that they get the things that they want. And and that's really an interesting way to look at it because I think sometimes the hardest thing is how do you identify who is the right relationship? So with that being said, what can people do? What do you recommend that people do to manage their relationships more successfully? Sure. You know, uh, this question comes up a lot. In fact, um, it's come up so often that I've decided to write a book about it. We're getting published by Greenleaf next year. It's called The Shortlist. And that really is, well, thank you. Thank you. I'm excited about it. 
the short list talks about this very question that you're asking, which is, how do I identify these people that I need to be talking to? And then, of course, what do I say to them? And the book gets into that as well. But the idea of the short list is that in our lives, we have a lot of relationships. And in fact, I would argue from a business development perspective, we know too many people. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got our 500 plus LinkedIn connections and we've got a, you know, several hundred friends on Facebook or whatever our social media platform of choice is. If we look in our Outlook, we've got a thousand V cards, people we've, you know, met along the way. Our databases are full of emails. But that might be helpful from a marketing perspective in terms of like, oh, we're going to send out an e-newsletter. Let's blast it out to everyone so that we stay top of mind and people don't forget about us. But from a business development perspective, in terms of identifying that short list of people that we're going to prioritize for any particular endeavor, that database is not helpful, right? You're not going to go through your thousand contacts and A, B, C, D, and try to find, you know, the, the 10 or 20 people that are going to help you be successful this year. Nobody has the time or patience for that. So it's really important to curate a short list as early in your career as you can and to nurture that short list of people. Now, what we found is that the short list is generally between 10 and 30 folks. That's a manageable number. And it consists of your most influential clients, prospects, And what I'm going to call connectors, because they're not just referral sources. They could be people who connect you to ideas. They could be mentors or business leaders in the community who can connect you to opportunities. But those three categories are really critical to kind of keep your eye on. Because new business will come through those clients and prospects, and the connectors will help you expand your business and move into new directions and come up with new initiatives and new products and services that you can offer to the marketplace. So you've got your list of 10 to 30 people, and these are the most influential people in each of these three categories. And then the key is to make sure that you've got this documented somewhere or it's in a piece of software that's going to remind you on a regular basis to reach out to these people and have meaningful conversations with them, exploring how you can help them and how they can help you. But without this system, what will happen is you'll keep running into this question that you asked me, Laura, which is, you know, well, who do I reach out to and how do I find these people and where do I start? And we'll just end up being reactive to whatever email is coming in or whatever meeting is in our calendar or, you know, we're, we're driving to the drugstore and suddenly we're like, ah, oh, I haven't reached out to Laura in six months. Why did I do that? Laura's so influential. She's so great. She'd absolutely help me. Her firm is really, you know, well, well known. She'd be a great connector for my business. And we even had that conversation last year and I just didn't follow up enough. And now I've let it go cold, right? This is very common. Mm -hmm. It happens all the time in business. So that's why having this curated short list and really focusing on it and prioritizing it is so important. Absolutely. And, And I would like to talk about maybe some examples of how to develop these relationships. So what I've heard when I first started doing business development, one of the things that somebody told me was, you do business with the people you like. And then the question is, well, how do you make people like you? Well, it has to do with the quality of your relationship. So that kind of leads me to my next question is, what about the quality of these relationships? How can we ensure that we establish meaningful relationships with people? Yeah, it is uh, 
so important that you have that that chemistry, that that likability factor in place. And I think that some people, perhaps you know, somebody who is ambitious in business, they might meet someone who they think, oh, this could be a good client for me, or this could be a good, you know, um, a, a referral source or a connector for me. And so they try to fabricate reasons and opportunities to interact with that person. But if it's disingenuous, it simply isn't sustainable. You know, at some sure. point, one or the other party is just going to say, I don't really want to hang out with you, or I don't, you know, I don't get a lot out of these interactions. I'm just networking for the sake of networking. And at some point, you know, you tap out. So that chemistry piece is really important. And the good news about chemistry is that, you know, within the first, I would say, 20 seconds, maybe for some people, it takes as long as two minutes. But you know right away if you like them and if, you know, you want to continue to spend another two minutes with them. Uh, our intuition, our instinct is telling us all the time, you know, oh, yeah, this this person it feels good to be around them or it doesn't feel good to be around this person. And I would say that you really want to listen to that inner voice, that that gut instinct, because it is giving you kind of the green light in terms of uh, whether or not you're getting all the right cues that will enable you to be comfortable enough to have a positive experience with them long term. And that's the key. Your short list is made up of long term relationships. These are not transactional relationships. These are people that you're going to nurture over time. So that chemistry is there right at the outset. The second thing you're looking for is um, the, a sense of collaboration with this person. Like, is this going to be a two-way street? And the best way to find out if this is going to be a two-way street is to be the first to give, to contribute in that relationship. So whether it's, you know, you send them some information that you think will be useful or you you know, introduce them to someone who you think will be helpful to them, but you want to be the first to extend that goodwill and then just watch carefully how they react to that. Do they uh, take a week to respond to your email or two and just say, oh gosh, I've been so busy, sorry, because that's probably what they're going to do with any client that you might send their way or any opportunity that you want to pursue with them. You sure. know, people tend to be pretty consistent in their behaviors. So um, are, do they try to send something of equal value in return? Well, that's a good sign. Now you're really seeing that that collaborative nature is in play. And that, again, this is going to be a sustainable relationship that you're going to want to be a part of long-term. So that chemistry and that collaboration are really key. The third piece that helps you kind of assess, is this the right person, is their competence. And competence is interesting because if you are uh, thinking of this in terms of a referral source, you want their competence to be high, right? Because if you refer someone to them, you want that person to be really, you know, well served by whatever it is that your referral source does. But if it's a client, you want their competence to be relatively low in the area where you are an expert. Otherwise, they don't need you. They could just do it themselves. So competence is one of those things that you're constantly looking at from those two lenses based on the role that they're playing on your short list. So now you've sort of determined, okay, yes, this person is, we've got chemistry, we've got collaboration, they've got the right level of competence based on, you know, where I am looking to take this relationship. And now we want to deepen that relationship. We want to make sure that we're having experiences and conversations that are really satisfying and, and that make me feel good and make them feel good. And we're, we're finding commonalities. And that's really at the heart of it is those common 
common characteristics, and I would even say common experiences. So what I mean by that is, you know, you and I might chat and say, oh, we both know so-and-so in common. And, you know, maybe we grew up in the same area or maybe we had similar experiences in our background. So that's going to have that resonance start to occur where we feel, yeah, you know, I, I, I really feel a sense of commonality with Lara. I really want to hang out with her. I, I feel relaxed around her. I feel like we get each other. But to deepen that relationship, we're going to want to start having uh, experiences that are that are really pleasurable together. So that might be, hey, let's go out to, you know, uh, a, a, an event that we both enjoy. Let's, you know, this is why so many firms have uh, box, you know, box seats at a, at a stadium somewhere and they take their clients out for winding and dining in a game, right? Because that, that really positive experience helps to deepen the relationship even more so. And, and this can extend into things like we have a shared hobby. Let's go for a hike together or let's go for a wine tasting together because we both you know, really enjoy that experience. But finding those common experiences that the people on your shortlist enjoy and then inviting them to do those things with you, again, takes the relationship beyond the transactional and into something that is really unique to that dynamic that the two of you share. Wow, I really like this list. It's it's pretty concise. We it comes down to the chemistry, sense of collaboration, and the competence. And with the the sense of collaboration, you you made a good point of being the first to give. And I think what that involves is as a business owner to be in tune with your clients' needs or your business needs so that you can generate some of those referral sources or information or something that would help the person that you are collaborating with. Can you speak to that a little bit? Collaboration takes real intention. And I think that you can't just give something to someone and expect it to land for them unless you've really invested the time and attention to understand what's important to them. This is something that we see in the world of service providers Uh, in professional services as as a little bit of a blind spot. Because let's say I'm an accountant or a lawyer or a consultant or whatever it might be. I will certainly get to understand the elements in my client's business that are relevant to the services that I need to deliver to them. So for instance, if I'm an accountant, I'm going to make sure that I understand what their revenue looks like. I'm going to make sure I understand, you know, what states they need to file their taxes in and that sort of thing. If I'm a lawyer, I'm going to make sure that I understand, you know, where their liabilities are and what their legal issue is that they want me to solve for them. But where a lot of service providers often miss the mark is that they don't invest the time to understand the business's strategic priorities. So, first one might be something like what is this company's 5-year strategic plan? What's their exit plan? Most people can't answer that question about their top five clients. They just haven't had the conversation because it didn't organically come up in the context of whatever it was that they were providing a service in. But that is the thing that keeps that business owner up at night. What is their strategy to maintain cash flow as we move into, you know, 2024 or whatever, you know, whenever it is that we're kind of projecting our, uh, our, our, ourselves that's what's keeping them up at night. How are they planning to sustain cohesion in their team? What are the new products and services that they're going to be rolling out next year? Because that's what they're working on right now. 
And it's absolutely appropriate for a trusted advisor to ask the business owner, hey, I want to make sure I understand your business from a holistic perspective. I've prepared three or four questions that uh, you know, will give me a sense of your strategy. Can you please give me a sense of this so that the next time that I want to send you an article, it's not just related to what I can do for you. It's related to what you're trying to accomplish from a broader perspective. So doing that on a business side is absolutely key for uh, to ensure that those things that we're giving are going to land. And then the same with the personal. You know, let's not just ask questions that are that sort of have the uh, obvious uh, script associated with them. Like, well, you know, are you originally from the area and how many kids do you have? And, you know, that sort of thing. But let's also ask them questions about, uh, you know, what they what they have on their bucket list, because that also starts to give us a sense of the kinds of things that they would love to be doing more of that we might be able to perhaps participate in. Uh, A lot of business people get so busy running their businesses that they just never have enough time to, I don't know, go to a movie or something that would really uh, provide some self-care. And so maybe we invite them to a movie, right? I mean, that's, that's, again, just demonstrating that we were listening and that we are uh, really interested in investing in a relationship that goes beyond the transactional. And it's definitely a win-win for everybody because uh, you not only are helping your client and they're, they're grateful for you asking some of these perhaps outside-of-the-box questions, but you are also further establishing relationships with your referral sources, influential people. So you're really establishing relationships that, in many different ways, and I think that's what's key here. So that's that's just absolutely great. Um, I do want to mention that um, I recommend everybody listening to this podcast to go to um, pipelineplus.com. That's David's company's website. There's some amazing resources on there, blogs. He also has his own podcast. So I, I recommend you listen to that and we can let David discuss it. Um, but I think one of the main things that we mentioned earlier is that David is the founder of a few technology platforms that help you with your business relationship management. So David, you have Pipeline Plus, which is the software that you've founded. What is Pipeline Plus and how does that figure into this conversation? Uh, well, th- thank you for the tea, um, The So Pipeline Plus, really, uh, we developed it because we just heard so many people in uh, the various industries that we work struggling with CRM. And CRM, first of all, let me say, is a very important tool. Every company should have a CRM system. It's critical for managing communications and your database and so on. But the one area where we do find a lot of people struggle is with the management of their shortlist. And CRM really isn't designed very well to help you say, okay, who are the 10 to 30 most important people in my life? And how am I going to ensure that I'm reaching out to them on a regular basis and that I'm getting interesting ideas on what to reach out to them with? So that's really what Pipeline Plus is designed for. It's a very simple app. Uh, It only takes a couple of minutes to set up. You put in the names of the people who are most important to you, whether they're clients or prospects or connectors. And then the app will uh, send you reminders and suggestions on when to reach out to them and what what to reach out to them with. Uh, There's a whole sort of series of quick two or three minute videos with little suggestions on things that you might want to talk to them about. But the idea is simply this, you know, if we had 
the time and bandwidth to sit down and nurture and create this list and you know put it into an excel spreadsheet and and reference it on a regular basis and maybe stop and think about you know what do i want to do with this person and when do i want to do it then you probably wouldn't need an app like this but we live such busy crowded lives all of us that we found that having some kind of mechanism that's just a little bit intrusive and just sends us that little reminder and sends us that little suggestion can often make the difference between us being proactive and mindful of these people and that moment that I described earlier where you're driving to the drugstore and you're like, oh, I haven't reached out to so-and-so. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we're, we're, we're all uh, certainly capable of, of uh, sometimes being a little more neglectful than we'd like to be with the people uh, who are most important. That's great. And, and so tell us more about where can we go to get this Pipeline Plus and some of the topics that you've been talking about today, where can we get more information on this? Sure. Well, PipelinePlus.com is really the first uh, place to go. And there's information about the software. As you mentioned, there's a lot of free content on there that people can investigate and, and uh, learn about. As we get closer to the publication date of the shortlist, there'll be some information on there if you're interested in getting the book. But the idea here is that whether you are just looking for a quick free tip, you should be able to find something there. If you're looking for something that has a little more structure to it and you want some technology, we can help you there. We offer consulting services. We've got um, various programs that we can roll out in organizations to help them really affect change management around this concept of relationship development. So we can sort of meet you where you are and, and make sure that you, you walk away with something that's going to um, help move the needle. Okay, well, thank you so much for all this information. I think I think we were able to get a lot of good information out today. Um, the key is investing in relationships always pays off at the end of the day. And uh, I like how you gave us a, a few ideas and topics um, to think about so that we can, it gives us something to ponder and we can all get something out of this and determine if we need to make any changes or try some of the new ideas. So I really thank you for your suggestions today, David. Um, but I think that wraps up our podcast. Uh, was there any last words that you wanted to say, David? Yeah, I just want to thank you, Laura, for putting together this podcast. You know, as a as the CEO of a company and a business owner, I am always on the lookout to uh, learn from other people and to maybe shift the way that I'm thinking about something or to get a reminder on something that perhaps I knew but have forgotten about. And so it's really helpful to have these kinds of resources out there, uh, you know, in a quick 20 minute podcast can give you nuggets that can save you hours or perhaps even months of wasted time and energy uh, when the thinking isn't quite as sharp as you want it to be. So thank you for your efforts. Thank you so much. And yes, you pretty much uh, said in a few words exactly what we're trying to do with this business podcast for our clients and, and other folks who want to listen in. But thanks again, David, for your time. And that about wraps it up. See everybody at the next podcast. Thank you for joining us for our latest episode of the Balancing Act podcast with Singer Lewak, where we bring you engaging conversations with industry experts, thought leaders, and successful entrepreneurs who share their experience, insights, and practical advice. A new episode is released every second Thursday of the month. So don't forget to subscribe or follow us on LinkedIn to stay up to date. Thank you for listening, and we hope to have you back for our next episode. Mm -hmm.